Check my statistics If we talking about go, You gotta give me a mention This is rational hour If we being realistic This is rational They said I couldn't do it But I did it work Ethic like mom But you know that boy is a problem Tell me when to get him Then I got him This is rational hour I'm just keeping it a honey This is rational hour Everything you doing I done done it Welcome to the Rational Hour, Ryan. We have a very special show today. We're going to talk a little NFL football. We're going into week three. I have two very special guests on today's show. I got two professionals in the building. Mr. Jared Bailey, how you doing, sir? I'm doing well, mate. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you for coming on Rational Hour. And I got Charlton Jackson. How you doing, sir? I am doing great. How's it going? Good, man. Out here, West Coast living, sunshine and palm trees. Can't complain. All right. Uh, uh, Jared, formerly of Fan Side and Sports Illustrated. Currently, he is the host of Laces Out Podcast. Uh, Charlton Jackson, educator with Dartmouth College, well-educated in, in football. So we're just going to talk about the latest news and just talk a little football overall, just see what we got going as far as the rankings in the AFC, NFC. And it will go over my five burning questions of the week. Uh, I want to start with a little bit of injuries. I got the first question I'm going to give you guys. Carson Wentz, ankles. Ben Roethlisberger, pec muscle. Derek Carr, ankle. Uh, which QB would you say can be afforded to be lost as far as their team? Uh, I'll go with you, Charlton, to start. Which team suffers the most without any of these starting three quarterbacks? I, I'm i going to go with Derek Carr because I, I watched both of those Raiders games and uh, I was very impressed with his performance. Um, when I think about Roethlisberger, I just feel like, uh, you know, I think uh, Tomlin is a genius out there. He finds a way to win no matter what he has. Um, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan, but, you know, so I think Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah, Carr has, has been really, man, balling out of control, man. Uh, Carson Wentz, it's just I, I, it's so uh, just crazy what he's have, you know, become with his injuries. He's had just the black, you know, the black cat of bad luck, man. Just both ankles. He got hurt in camp. Uh, just hasn't really had the, uh, the good luck streak of late. So hopefully it's not too serious, man. Um, but I think they would lose a lot without him. They might have to go with the young guy out of Washington and Easton. And I think that would be a big loss for the Colts uh, if they lose him. But Carr would be huge, too. But um, especially with the loss to Mariota, uh, the backup right. already going on the IR. So right. that's that's a big loss. Jared, you say, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, in terms of those three, I mean, Carr had the injury scare against Pittsburgh. Um, it's the same ankle that he broke. So that was that was the big scare. But he came back and, you know, it seems that he's going to be you know, pretty, pretty OK. So. I'm not too worried about Derek Carr. The thing with Carson Wentz, though, I mean, how the hell do you sprain both ankles? That's the thing for me. Like, <laughs> is you know, and that's the problem with him. Yeah, the the whole you know injury question mark about him is becoming very legit. Um, you know, the past ones were kind of freak things. You know, the ACL against Los Angeles, the concussion against Seattle, um, and then the back issues that he had. Like, 
these are things that he necessarily can't control, but at, at some point it's just got to be, okay, how much can we rely on this guy to play in, in 17 games? So, you know, once in, in, in Indianapolis, I mean, you know, they, they made it to the playoffs last year with Phillip Rivers. They, probably the worst version of Phillip Rivers in terms of his arm is just dead. Um, so, I mean, Wentz to me, Wentz is still a guy that, you know, people tend to forget how good he's been. You know, last year he wasn't great, but that doesn't discount how good he was in the previous three years. So, I mean, for me, I think that Wentz would be the biggest loss. In terms of Ben, I mean, he's just got um, you know, a slight peck injury. They'll hold him out of practice this week. He'll be limited. I think he should be good for Sunday against Cincinnati. Um, mm. But... You know, with Ben, I mean, it's something every year with Ben that comes out. It's just minor. I'm not worried about it. Um, so, I mean, in terms of all three of them, I think Carr's fine. Ben, you know, like I said, Ben's got something every year um, that, you know, comes out. Uh, but once he's the biggest he's the biggest question mark right now in terms of can he actually stay healthy. Yeah, I agree. Um, we'll see what happens in Indy. Uh, let's go over to, to uh, Texas and Houston. Uh, every week, there's a question in the media with Deshaun Watson. Uh, he is sitting, you know, he's basically on the shelf. There's a lot of rumors of him being traded to Miami or Philly. Um, how long can the Texans hold out with Deshaun Watson? Uh, will he get put on the exemplus or should he be traded? What are your thoughts on that, uh, Jared? Uh, look, until... Deshaun Watson is either charged with something or traded or playing. I, I don't want to hear about him anymore. It's just gotten to the point where, yeah. I, like, until, like, actual news comes out, there's no need for, for anybody to talk about it. There's no reason to speculate. Look, he's not going to play another down in a Texans uniform. I think that's pretty well established at this point. Um, now it just becomes a matter of is he going to get charged with anything? And then when, you know, is he going to get suspended for any length of time? Because when, whenever he is, you know, whenever this thing does finally end in terms of the legal battles, there's going to be teams that want him. Um, yeah. It depends on how Tua Tungavailoa plays, which right now, I mean, he's not playing great. I know it's only two games in, but, you know, the first game against the Patriots, yes, they won, but it's not like he looked great. And then he gets hurt in the first quarter against Buffalo. So, look, Miami, I think, is the yeah, I mean, that's the name that, that everybody's pointing to in terms of where he would go. Um, Jalen Hurts seems to be playing well right now. We'll see if he can continue that throughout the season. They'll have their, you know, they just had a, a, their first real test against San Francisco, and Jalen Hurts played well. So, um, you know, for me, I think that if he does end up going anywhere, my best bet would be Miami. But until all this legal stuff blows over, until he actually is either traded or playing, you know, no one's going to really know. But if I had to guess where he does end up, you know, in the next year or so, my best guess would probably be Miami. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Denver was a little bit of a whisper. I don't think Elway wants to pull the trigger on that trade, but um, it's going to be real interesting every week that goes by. And the press, you know, every week is asking, you know, David Cully, what's going on with Watson? What's going on? It's becoming a big distraction for the team. So I think they they have to make a decision uh, ultimately. Um, let's go down to Tampa, CJ. Uh, Mr. Jackson, what do you think of Tom Brady, man? He has 650 yards passing so far this year, nine TDs, only two, intercep two interceptions, completing 65% of his passes. He says he wants to play till he's 50, 45. Who knows? I mean, it's the curious case of Benjamin Button. 
Uh, what 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 do you think of Tom and can he keep up this pace? Tom Brady, man. I, I was I remember watching the Super Bowl against Atlanta and I was calling Tom Brady out like the goat is done. He's over the hill. It's it. Of course, he has that comeback and more Super Bowls since then. Uh, I am in shock of what he's able to do at his age, no doubt. Um, I think with him, it, it'll be a matter of can he stay healthy, not have any freak injuries, you know, guys at his knees um, when he's in the pocket. You know, we know that's where he he really hurts teams staying in the pocket. But he's pretty smart, man. He gets rid of the ball quickly. Um, it, it goes to show you in terms of quarterbacking, it, it's uh, it, it's what you know. It's, it's upstairs, um, especially in Tom's case, um, more than just raw athletic ability. But I got to tell you, his arm strength is still there. So uh, your question is, can he play, I don't know, till 50? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I, I'll be honest. I mean, that's hard for me to see, but he every time I've counted him out, he's proved me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry, what do you think of the matchup next week of him coming back to New England and playing against his old uh, coach and Belichick? No, I mean, that's going to be fun. It's a game that everybody's, you know, had circled on the calendar since the schedule was released. But um, he's – oh, what's the number? It's a little bit north of 500 yards away from passing Drew Brees on the all-time right. passing passing yards list. So, unless he goes absolutely off this week, he's going to break the record in New England. Um, so, no, it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that, as is the rest of the country. It's going to be – I would not be surprised whatsoever if that becomes, you know, the most watched game in NFL history just because of, you know, the uh, the, the narrative surrounding it. So, um, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, he's already got nine touchdowns through two games. So, he whatever, you know, he he's not showing any signs of slowing down. Um, and Tampa Bay is, you know, they still look like the best team in the NFC right now. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to it next week. Um, and it just feels fitting that, you know, barring anything insane, that's he's going to he's going to break the record in New England. It just feels fitting. But no, I mean, you know, Tampa Bay looks good. Brady still looks good, um, you know, for for the fact that he's what, 43, 44 now. I mean, it is it is crazy um, to think that he's you know, been doing it for so long. So, um Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that game, man. I think the whole world will be watching. Um, next question I have, uh, Mr. Jackson, is uh, King Henry, man. This guy Ooh. is just a phenomenon, man. He is just carrying the load. Um, it's, it's something that I have just haven't seen in a while, man. He's like old school. But yeah. he – can he – he runs high. That's the thing. As, a, as an ex-football player, I mean, as a big running back that – like that, uh, you think he would get lit up one day, but he doesn't really ever get hit that hard. It's crazy, but he carried the low last week in Seattle. Um, can he take this next step in his career and take these guys over the hump and get a deep run in the playoffs? Um, and and also, um, is he? I, I've heard publications say he's already a top ten, top five running back ever. Is, is he that good? I mean, okay, he well, talent wise, yes, he's that good. But when you carry the ball that many times, I mean, history tells us uh, it's hard to have a long enough career to be like, you know, either the Emmitt Smiths or the Barry Sanders type. Um, yeah. 
And in terms of the playoff, you asked about, you know, what they might do in the playoffs. I think we already saw the blueprint. I could see them doing something, you know, like what they did, uh, was it a year ago or two years ago, where they, you know, they were able mm-hmm. to get into the conference championship, I believe. Uh, yeah. But it's a quarterback's league. I, I mean, I understand running game and defense, that, that's, that, that recipe still works. But I, I think more than ever with the rule changes and everything, it's a quarterback-driven league. And when we mm-hmm. get to the top uh, five in the AFC, top five in the NFC, take a look at how many of those teams is, is due to their quarterbacks. And we'll see. Right. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure he'll have the longevity to be that, you know, top five running back. Uh, um, but yeah. for one year, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see him being a, if you take one a running back one year, um, best mm. in his career, he, he's right there with the best. Mm. Do, you, do you trust Tannehill to lead that team? I mean, do I trust Tannehill not to make mistakes? That's basically what, uh, <laughs> you know, what yeah. he'd be asked to do. Um, uh, and like I said, quarterback-driven league, I think he comes against the wrong defense and then he'll be forced into some of those mistakes. That's why I have a hard time seeing them ever really uh, uh, with Tannehill at the helm. Um, they need a Baltimore-style defense or something like that, I would think, to, right. to the tightest level. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting in Nashville. I think they have uh... – I just it's hard to, you know, go around one guy like um King Henry, even though he's so talented. That's why I'm glad they got uh Julio Jones. I think that balances yeah. out their offense. So they got AJ Brown and Julio. It's gonna be interesting to see how Tennessee uh success goes down the stretch because they it's hard to, to keep getting thousand uh two thousand yard seasons and getting forty carries a game. I mean, this guy is just a saddle on his back, but he's that yeah. good. He's that good. I mean, I still remember Earl Campbell. You you run a guy that much, though, and I just worry about them, uh, you know, the wheels falling off at some point. Right, right. Uh, Jared, uh, let's go to you in Chicago. Uh, I'm interested to get your thoughts on Matt Nagy's decision um, to stick with Dalton. A lot of uh, press in Chicago is giving him a hard time. Is If, you know, Andy Dalton is healthy, is he your starter? If he's hurt, he's your starter. A lot of people want to see um, Fields, uh, the tenth pick in the draft out of Ohio State, under center, so dynamic, so athletic. Um, should they stay with Dalton, or do you think Fields should get an opportunity right away? Jared, hmm. did we lose Jared? Um, I don't hear him. Hello. Oh, there he is. Hey, oh, Jared. Sorry. Yep. No, I, I heard oh, okay. you just, said I must. I must just cut out. Um, but um, like I said, um, you know, in terms of the talent, you know, I think it's pretty evident that Justin Fields is more talented. Um, mm-hmm. I think the thing in Chicago is that, you know, their offensive line is terrible, and I think morbidly that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are more comfortable letting Andy Dalton get slaughtered behind the offensive line than they are Justin Fields because <laughs> this is a guy that you want to be, you know, the future of your franchise for a decade to come. I just don't see – I understand the fact that the Bears fans want to see Justin Fields. It makes sense. And we have seen Justin Fields a little bit throughout the regular season. We saw him, you know, Sunday against Cincinnati. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, no, he's, he's great. He gives you something that Andy Dalton doesn't. Um, but at the same time, you know um, – I don't see a need to rush him on the field simply because the offensive line is bad and there's no reason to, you know, throw him out there to get him murdered. Um, mm-hmm. He will, 
I think it's a matter of, you know, the next couple weeks. You know, they play Cleveland this week. I think that the last thing that the, that the Bears need is to throw him to the Wolves with Miles Garrett and Jadeveon Clowney coming off of either edge. Um, so I think that this is probably the last week we'll see Andy Dalton as a starter if he is healthy. They play the Lions mm. in week four. So I think that that would be a nice little tune-up for Justin Fields playing against a defense that has a lot of holes in it. So my, my best mm. guess would be by week four, Justin Fields would be the starter. Um, but, you know, going up against that defense, that I, I would not start him in week three. I'd let Andy Dalton ride that out. And then week four, throw Justin Fields oh, in against Detroit. Yeah, yeah. Throw, yeah, throw him in against yeah. Detroit. Let him go off against a team that he can play well against. Yeah, that's a good That's a good first starter. Detroit, that's, uh, that defense is, is pretty much a patch job. One thing, Jared, that, that really got my attention was the conference, a press conference with Bad Nagy where he, he kept, you know, mentioning that, he had this situation in Kansas City when he was with Andy Reid, and he felt that Mahomes was ready, but he thought it was better for him to sit and watch Alex Smith. Do you mm-hmm. feel that that is the case, or does Phil give them the opportunity to win right now? No, that's no longer the case in the NFL whatsoever. Like, this isn't the same yeah. league where, you know, Carson Palmer got drafted number one overall and got completely redshirted. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't the same. Like, these yeah. guys grew up in camps. They grew up in seven-on-sevens. They grew up just constantly getting better throughout high school and through college. So it's not the same process of developing quarterbacks throughout their teenage yeah. years. Like, this is a completely different league. Um, and everybody – I'm tired of hearing the, the whole comparison. Oh, Patrick Mahomes sat for a year. Well, look, that entire thing – like, the Chiefs could have cost themselves a Super Bowl in terms of not playing Patrick Mahomes that year. Like, Alex Smith is, you know, obviously a solid quarterback and had a good career, but, you know, he's not, you know, anything compared. He doesn't have the talent, you know, compared to Patrick Mahomes. So um, I think that, you know, I'm tired of hearing that, oh, he should sit, he should watch, he should learn. Like, there's no need for him to do that. Like, let him learn by playing. Like, these guys are ready to do it once they get drafted because of what, you know, they've done in high school in terms of going to all these camps and going to all these, you know, different tournaments and whatnot. And, um, the seven on seven. So like, it's a different way of developing quarterbacks anymore. It's not the same league that it was 20 years ago. So no, I think, you know, fields does give them the better chance to win. I don't think there's really a question about that. Um, like yeah. I said, I think it's just the bears, you know, not wanting to throw him in against good pass rushes right away um, and getting him hurt and getting him, you know, so I yeah, think, I, that, I think that's where they are. It's interesting, Jerry, because of that, because, you know, Nagy's job is on the line, you know what I mean? Because he may not be around too much longer if he doesn't win now. You know, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him to get the job done. He's He's been on the sideline, in, you know, four years in Chicago now, and it's it's a lot of whispers. His job is, is on the hot seat. So, yeah, well, I kind of I kind of commend him for that. I think the, the biggest problem with Chicago isn't necessarily Matt Nagy. I think it's, you know, the 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 cap hell that they've gotten themselves in without paying a quarterback and that you know Colin Cowherd yeah, made this point right. today where you know for some reason they have no money but they're also not paying yeah. their quarterback and the reason that that, that 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 is is because they overpaid a bunch of different guys on defense like a lot of their money is tied up into um defensive positions that they could have you know saved a little bit of, bit of that money and put it elsewhere like so, you know, you see other teams around the league spend their money wisely while also paying their quarterback. The Bears have just spent money poorly, and I think that's that's kind of hurt them because now their offensive line is bad because they can't pay anybody. And, you know, I think that we they could be in you know serious danger of wasting a few years of Justin Fields' career uh, when it's all said and done. So, you know, 
Mm. I think that Ryan the Pace. bigger problem is Ryan Pace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan Pace. Yeah, a lot of people uh, talk about him in the Chicago media not doing the greatest job. Um, okay, fellas. Well, let's just go over you guys' top five in each conference. Um, uh, CJ, uh, let's start with you. Um, what are your top five teams in the AFC going into week three? AFC, well, a uh, couple of usual suspects. Uh, I mean, I got Casey in there. Uh, I thought that Casey-Cleveland game, both those teams are in there. I got Cleveland in there. Um, then I got Buffalo, number two defense in total yards, uh, number two in pass D. I got uh, the Raiders, man. The Raiders' defense is not that strong at all, but I've been so impressed with their ability to move the ball. Um, uh, mm. Even the pretty solid, uh, what I thought, Pittsburgh defense uh, until TJ Watt went out. And then um, and then I actually have Baltimore in there. Baltimore is a uh, number one uh, rushing team by far, and that's because obviously because of Lamar Jackson getting that kind of yardage from their quarterback. Um, but I think he's just so dynamic that uh, uh, I was able to put him in the top five. Right on, right on. Uh, Jared, what do you think about the top five? Any differences in yours? Yeah, I mean, I got Kansas City number one just because they're the Chiefs. Um, you know, their run defense is a big weakness right now. Um, granted, they played the two teams in the NFL who are <laughs> the best at running the ball. Um, but it's a, it's a clear weakness, and their defense does worry me. But, you know, it just seems that, you know – if Clyde Edwards-Alaire doesn't fumble, they still gave up 200-some yards rushing and still would have won the game if not for a fumble. So, like, the only way that the Chiefs seem to lose is if they beat themselves, and that's a scary thought. Um, I, I still think Cleveland's the second-best team in the conference. They went neck-and-neck neck with um, with the Chiefs. They have the best roster, and yeah. not just the AFC. I think they've got the best roster in the league right now head-to-toe. So, um, you know, I like Cleveland a lot. I like Buffalo a lot still. Josh Allen hasn't played his best football yet, but um, you know, the Bills are still found ways to stay competitive and you know, they just shut out Miami. So I like Buffalo. Uh Baltimore Baltimore's gotta be number four right now for me just because, you know, their passing game isn't really is it's basically non existent, but their defenses showed up, they find ways to win and when you have a passing game that isn't great, you have to be extremely good at running the ball. Baltimore is and right now they're showing it. And look, Vegas was a team that I was pretty low on coming into the year. I didn't think they would win more than five, six games. Um, but they su- they surprised a lot of people. Derek Carr's playing well. Defensively, they look good. Max Crosby's playing well. Uh, Casey Hayward is playing well. Like, they've just got a bunch of guys everywhere that are just really stepping up in ways that a lot of people didn't expect. So Raiders are, are my number five. Nice. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm right on board with you guys. I have pretty much the same – um, I have Chiefs, Buffalo, Cleveland, Raiders, but I have Pittsburgh at five. Mm-hmm. I know Pittsburgh is not the greatest team, but I, I think that they'll get it together. I just I think they're right there with Baltimore. It's mm-hmm. pretty much a flip of a quarter to be between Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Okay. Um, let's go over to the NFC. Uh, Jared, uh, as far as your top teams, who do you have as far as your top five in the NFC? Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay's got to be number one. Um, you know, the, they just did. They just put on a show against Atlanta um, on both sides of the ball. Um, the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams are going to be um, one half of the NFC representation in the NFC Championship game. Matthew Stafford looks great defensively. They look good. Um, so I like the Rams a lot. 
um, in the NFC. Um, and then once you get to this part of the NFC, I mean, it starts getting a little bit tricky. <laughs> I like I like Arizona a lot. Arizona's played really well offensively. Defensively, I still have questions, but Kyler Murray's just a freak of nature. Um, so right now I'm comfortable putting them at number three. Carolina Panthers, man. Um, they're a team I've been mm. high on since they acquired Sam Darnold. Um, all offseason, I was banging the table saying this is going to be Sam Darnold's year. Um, but defensively, if any team is going to make the Washington football defense leap of last year, it's going to be the Panthers. Uh, through two weeks, they have the best defense at football. Um, mm-hmm. So I like everything I'm seeing from Carolina. And then Seattle. I mean, Seattle's defense isn't great, um, and they found a way to squander a 24-9 to lead against Tennessee. Um, but it's still early. Russell Wilson's still there. That offense is still absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, you know, the defense, you know, it'll figure itself out. It's not going to be an elite defense, but if it's a mediocre defense, they're going to be fine. So, um, yeah, I, I think once you get, you know, past the top two teams, there's a lot of guys that you can put in, you know, in that three to five spot, but Arizona, Carolina, and Seattle would probably be my, my, uh, three through five. CJ. Uh, yeah, my first two are the same is Jared's Tampa Bay and then the Rams. Uh, actually I had Arizona three as well. Um, but then I, I, I change it up a little bit at number four. Um, and I know how bad Green Bay played in week one and Aaron Rodgers, but I, I just don't think you can count Green Bay out when you have an Aaron um, Rodgers. I think he will prove once yet again that he's going to get him in the playoffs and then we'll see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, for my number five team, I, I had a tough time with this, but I think I put Sam Fran in there. I got, they got a, a pretty solid uh, defense, well-coached running game. I know the quarterback's a bit inconsistent. Um, but with a combination of that defense and, uh, and, and that running game, I think, uh, they can make a little noise. I think the NFC West is the class of the NFL in terms of a division though. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm pretty much on the same page, Tampa Rams, Arizona, top three. I have San Francisco four and Uh Carolina five. I think Carolina, I love what, um, the team, the chemistry, the defense, the way they're playing. Um, Matt Rules just has them playing just good football. And then Sam, Sam Darnold's just, I think, going to have a comeback year. So um, I think this team is, is just got a good mix, a good mix, a good nucleus. So um, I think this will be sustained. This will be who they are. So I, I like, I like Green Bay too, though, CJ. I think, I think they're good, but I don't think they're as good as last season. Mm. And uh, I, I think that it's going to be interesting to see. I could be wrong on that, but I'm not too sure about Green Bay uh, just because their defense is, right. is hurting. Right. Defense is I hurting. think for me, the difference between Green Bay and Carolina is the quarterback. Um, and I know Sam, I'm an I'm a SC homer, but I'm not sold yet. I'll, I'll see. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Nobody has seen it with Sam, so – Okay. I think he's playing with a chip, a chip on his shoulder this year. So yeah, it so, should man. be. We'll see. I think they can get the three and They should be Houston on Thursday. So yeah, good, good start. Well, okay, fellas. Um, appreciate you guys taking the time to come on the rational hour, talk a little football. Um, please uh, just let our audience know where they can support and follow your work. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, uh, Jared. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at JBaileyNFL. Um, all my stuff at Pittsburgh Sports Now, Fan Sided, uh, Crocker Report. A um, bunch of different stuff going on for me. So, uh, yeah, at JBaileyNFL on Twitter to uh, stay up to date with all of it. All right, CJ? 
Well, you, you know what I'm doing. I'm out here in Korea trying to do that education thing. Uh, you know, trying to put Chadwick International on the map. But uh, you can follow me next time you have me on, man. Next time you have me on, you'll hear me again, dog. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. All right. So same bad time, same bad channel, ladies and gentlemen. That is a wrap. Rational Hour out.